Welcome to the podcast, Your Turn Women, with your host, Melody Holman. In this podcast, we'll explore women's health with stories, interviews, and the cheers for when goals are achieved. But the best part of all will be for you, as a woman, to learn to say fuck off to everyone who tells you what you should do, and to say yes to taking back what you need to be at your optimum health. Holy fuck, aren't you just sometimes so glad for a new day? Sometimes I'm like... I have so much gratitude for just being a new day. So if you didn't know, this is Mel coming in for the Your Turn podcast. Look at me, can't even say podcast. So today, oh again, I'm so grateful for a new day. It seems like some days hit you harder than others, right? But whatever, that's not what I'm here to talk about. I'm here to finish up or get you started on my running journey So again, like I said in the last podcast, which is weight loss take two, that if you're not interested in hearing my story right now and you want to get to what your turn is all about, then I say you heave ho. Head on down to the episodes on this podcast and start listening to your turn. You don't, this isn't, there's no rule that says you've got to listen in order. I don't fucking care. Like, what do I care? It doesn't matter to me, right? You do you. I say that all the time. Well, I say it all the time in my real life, and I'm probably going to be saying it in this podcast almost constantly. But you go ahead and you do what feels right to you. So if you want to hear this running journey story that I go on, then stay tuned. If you want to um, go and listen to how your turn began, then you go right there. Um, I don't feel like you have to do this in any sort of order. You can go back. And be like, well, I don't know what she's talking about there. Then you can go back and listen because it does all sort of tie in. And I don't want you to feel like this is just Mel's platform to just share Mel's story. Although this is where it gets really good. I mean, it's been good for me for a long time on my weight loss. And I, again, I said it last time, I felt as sexy as fuck. Like I would walk around almost naked. It no longer mattered that I had cellulite. It no longer mattered that I had hips. I could have cared less. I'll tell you, I thought I was the hottest thing ever. I bought bikinis. Yeah, I did. I had five kids. I had stretch marks from my, literally from underneath my pubic hair all the way up to above my belly button. I was wearing bikinis. I had stretch marks along my hips. Yeah, stretch marks. I don't have stretch marks on my arms and I don't have stretch marks on my boobs because they never got big enough to bother. Never. Even during my pregnancies, I never had boobs. Well, I take that back. One time I did have boobs. I was actually, oh, this is a very, I was pregnant with Prepry, my middle one of my second litter. And I wore this V-neck. It was hot. And it was a it was a late hot summer, and I had this V neck plaid, super cute one of those cute pregnancy because remember I'd never been heavy before so I could wear super cute little things, and I had this cute little thing and I was just starting to get boobs. It was like I was a teenager, like thirteen, but I was you know thirty five, and I I I. I was pregnant and I could finally wear a push-up bra. I'm not going to tell you how many times I molested myself because I just thought those boobies were so beautiful. But it's true. I did. I was so excited. I used to tell Jimmy all the time, I don't know how you can keep your hands off them. They're so awesome. 
He's like, oh my God, Mel, knock it off. But that was who I was. And I felt like that at this time. Not that I had any boobs. I had none. I still have two nipples and they're sturdy because they've nursed five children. They are some sturdy, sturdy nipples. But that's pretty much all I have. I've got nipples and that's pretty much it. I only wear a bra sometimes if I want to hide my nipples. But I don't hide my nipples very often because I think, you know what? We all have them. I mean, I don't want to like tell a secret, but you're born with nipples. And it's not even just a girl thing. Boys are born with nipples too. I don't know why we have to hide them. I think it's dumb. So I don't show, I don't hide mine. I don't mind you see my nipples. It's fine. And I say that, and I don't like to show them off at work, right? So I do do my best to put a couple of band-aids on that hide, right? That, that keep them toned down because they do get excited when we get a stiff breeze. That's true. Like that happens and they get a little pointy. They're like pens, right? Or like nicely sharpened pencils, my nipples. Um, all right, we can stop talking about my nipples now and move on to some running stuff. So Again, if you if you don't want to hear this, move on. You can come back if you choose. It's up to you. You know, your choice. That's the great. This is almost like one of those your choice. Do you remember those books when we were kids? If you're old enough to be a kid during the time where we would have those books that were, um, you can pick your ending, right? You get to pick. You could pick. You could like move to page 67 and have a different whatever or move back to page 12, didn't matter. This podcast is like that. Pick your chapter. So, but this one we're going to talk, we're going to stop talking about that. We're going to start talking about running. So I was going to be a runner and I had three girls who I loved from different classes at the Y and I wanted them to be runners with me. And I, if you do not know me personally, you can find this out right now. I am tenacious. I am like a dog where the bone is just far enough under the sofa. I will rip that shit up to get that bone out. I mean, I will tear the sofa apart. I will tear it with my claws and with my teeth and with my back legs. I am going to get that bone out. And that's how I was with those ladies. I wanted them to run with me. I did not want to run by myself. My 5K group, I finished my 5K. I was so amazing. Colleen was in. She was ready to run with me, but she worked during the day. And so I was a stay-at-home mom. And so I wanted to run during the day at the Y or from the Y or something about that with these ladies. And I liked each of them. I love Nicole. I still do. And Michelle, I still see Michelle sometimes. And Dawn, they were like my people. And I only wanted, no, that's not true. I wanted them to do this thing with me because I really wanted to do this thing. And I really wanted them to do it too, because I liked them. So I just kept pestering them. And finally, finally, Dawn said, maybe we could do a half marathon. Let's not do a full, let's do a half. So Kalamazoo has this run called the Borges Run for the Health Vet. And they have a half marathon that they do every spring. And so I think they all were like, okay, we'll be willing to do a half marathon. That was how it started. And I was like, all right, all right, all right. Then I talked to Colleen and we decided that we would do the Chicago full marathon. In October. I believe it's in October. 
or September. I think it's an, doesn't matter. doesn't matter. Let it go. So anyway, so we're going to do the Borges half marathon. So we started training and this was in October. And before we had started training, I had been building muscle. I had been building up my quads and my glutes and my hamstrings and my calves and my upper body. And I mean, I was, I'm telling you, did I tell you how sexy and hot I was? I was almost walking around naked. I was so hot. I was so fucking hot. Like I have pictures of me from then. And I was like, damn girl, like for real, I had, um, got my hair all cut off, like pixie cut boy cut girl short, right? Because I was so sexy. I did not want hair to cover me up. That's how I felt. I mean, I was not willing to cover any part of me up with hair. I was too sexy for hair. Like a lot of people think hair is their sexy. Not me. No, no. I was, I was cutting my hair off. I had this chiseled jawbone. I still think my neck is one of my most beautiful features when I'm not heavy. Maybe it is when I'm heavy, but when I'm not heavy and my face fat doesn't fall down, right? Like my chin fat doesn't fall down and cover up some of my beautiful neck. Like even right now, as I'm telling you this, I'm running my hand down the front of my neck because it is still so glorious. You know what else is really beautiful on me are my wrists. I love them. Like I've got this really really large knobby wrist like that bone you know oh it's so pretty and here's the thing like when you're heavy that shit is covered up like it's not a judgment call it's just covered it's covered with flesh it's covered with fat it's covered with juice I don't fucking know but it is covered and so when you lose all that weight these little pieces of you that you had lost like my collarbone oh my god I could zone out just on my collarbone anyway so that is how sexy I was And now I was going to be a runner, a real, real runner, like the runners on the runner's world. I was going to be one of those girls who I, it didn't even matter how fast. I don't know how fast it was. I didn't even know what fast was, to be honest with you. I just knew that I was going to be a runner now. And now I had my ladies, they were going to do it with me. So we went This is funny. So that particular Thanksgiving, I went to my sister's for Thanksgiving. My whole family went. My sister lives out um, near Boston. And we went to my sister's. And I, so we were going to start our running journey. We started it just before we left. I left. We would get together and I would look on the internet and I would print off or write down. I didn't have a printer, but I would write down like runner workouts. And Oh God. Okay. Ready? Here we go. This is the fun. This is the first funny running story. So I would print off these runner workouts and then I would take them to the Y and I love to be a drill sergeant. If again, if you knew me in person, you would know how honest this is. I want to be in charge. I don't dig listening to other people's directions. I like to be the director. And so I called us Um, I called our workouts the Kenyan runner workouts. And so we would go and we would get on four treadmills next to each other at the Y. And now this is at nine o'clock in the morning at the Y. Who goes to the Y at nine o'clock in the morning? Who? Older people. 
older people go to the Y at nine o'clock in the morning and they get on the recumbent bikes and they get on the ellipticals and they get on the treadmills and they do their walks and they do their rides and they do their stuff. And it is very graceful. They're As a matter of fact, there was this gentleman who always rode the incumbent bike and he read books. And so he would put his book up on the little, you know, the little holder and he would read. And we would be in the back row, if we could, we would be in the back row of where the treadmills were. The mirror was behind us and in front of us, way in the front, were TVs on the wall. This is before you had TVs on your treadmills. So there were TVs on the wall and if you wanted, you could plug in. But I had to work out for everyone. So on this particular day, I tell everyone, all right, today we're going to do sprints. We're going to do sprint workout. This is a Kenyan runners workout, and we are going to be Kenyan runners. And I was the only one, I think, who took this shit this seriously. Like, I think that they probably came just because I was a lunatic, and it was probably fun to laugh at me. And I don't care. I didn't care why they came. I was just so glad that they were there. So I tell them, all right, we're going to do a warm up. And we're going to do a warm up. And so we are warming up. We're walking and then we're doing a, you know, a light, easy run. I don't believe in jogging. I believe in running or walking. I don't care how slow you go. You're running unless you're walking. Then if you're walking, you're not running. So that's that. So we were walking to get warmed up and then we're running. And then I would yell, go. And we would have to speed up, right? Can you imagine me right now? I'm totally like in my mind pressing the button of the arrow button to speed up, to go faster than, I don't remember how fast, but faster than we would normally go. And we're going to do it for like 30 seconds. So then we would finish and then we would push our button down, 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 until it got down to where we were running. We couldn't walk. We had to keep running because we were runners. We were runners and I had done my share of run walking and now we are just running. So now we are going to just run a little slower. It's fine. It's totally fine. And then I would say, okay, we're going to do it again. Run, 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 run. And we would go fast, 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 fast. And we'd go for 30 seconds and then we'd do it again. So I don't remember which interval. Those are called intervals, if you don't know. I don't know what interval we were on. and we we're But we were going fast. We were going very fast. And all of a sudden, man down, man down. Michelle's down. Michelle is down. She yells, somebody stop my treadmill. She'd totally fallen. And I'm like, no, you're not going to stop that treadmill. We got five more seconds, five more seconds. And I'm yelling. And you've got all these people, these older people in the Y turning around because Michelle is down. Michelle's down. She fell off her treadmill. She flew off the back. She hit the stupid mirror. <laughs> she hit the mirror, I think. Michelle, if you're listening, did you hit the mirror? You need to leave it in the comments. It seems to me like you hit the mirror. And I'm like, nobody is stopping the treadmill until we are time to slow down. Anyway, so we finally slow down and somebody reaches over and stops Michelle's treadmill. And I'm like, Michelle goes, I'm bleeding. I'm bleeding. And she did. She had, oh my God. It was like, it was like the worst rug burn ever. It was like the worst rug burn ever. Well, here's the thing about Michelle. And Michelle, I, she knows I love her. I love Michelle. But she fell down all the fucking time. I didn't know what the fuck was wrong with her. It was like 
we would do step aerobics together and she would she would fall and we would run and she would fall. I mean, she was a faller. You ever watch Littlefoot when there was the fallers and the flyers? Well, she was a faller. And she was always falling and she's like and and she has such a great sense of humor. I don't remember if she was mad and I don't even know because I love her and she knows that, but I don't know that I would have cared if she was mad or not. I know this. I know that she was bloody. <laughs> and I know that everyone in the Y was pissed at us and wanted us to shut the hell up. And I remember looking down at Michelle saying, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, why are you always falling down? Like, what is it? I don't get it. It's like your body doesn't fucking work. She looked at me like I was an idiot, like she was sure I knew. And she goes, Mel, I have MS. MS? I didn't know. I had no idea. And now I was embarrassed and I, of course, burst out laughing because, you know, I have good qualities and I have not so good qualities. And that's one of the qualities that I have that aren't super duper great. And I could not believe, I'm like, then why are you fucking running with us? Like, are you even allowed to run? Like, is this even something you should be doing? She goes, I've talked to my doctor. My doctor didn't think it was a good idea. But I said that I'd been doing really well and I felt really strong. And so she said, well, I guess if you're feeling really strong, then keep up, right? Keep doing it. Oh my God, Michelle, is this a good idea? She's like, well, I don't know about now, right? Because now I'm bloody and I'm laying on the back of the, on the floor behind the treadmill. And so I don't know if right now is a good thing. But I have been feeling really good and I had been getting strong. So I think, you know, all in all, it's all right. Yeah. So I didn't feel comfortable calling her gimp any longer, even though I still do sometimes because she, you know, she has a mess and literally her body does not work the same as mine that doesn't have MS. And yet... She's been super fit. She lost a bunch of weight. She she ended up, over the course of our time running together, she ended up running a 5K, which is so awesome. We ran the um, Kalamazoo Run Through the Lights. They used to accept donations for the holidays, um, like food donations, and they would donate it to the pantries in our area, and that was your payment for doing the race. It's too big now. They don't do that now, I think. Um, now you have to like pay in dollars, but it used to be, and maybe they still accept donations. I haven't done that run in a while, but at that time we all went, we met up, they had hot chocolate for after and Michelle ran a 5k. She joined the, we all joined the Borges run camp, um, to train and, and she kept it up for a while. And you know, now I can't remember if she actually finished the race, the 5k or not. I, God, Michelle, I feel like an asshole, but I don't remember if you did. Um, but I know that she kept running with us because we were running in the winter and she dropped her iPod and it went in the snow and we couldn't find it and someone went back and found it with her. Or it, maybe they didn't find it, but I know they went back to look for it. Anyway, so I know she kept running and she kept training and 
and she felt like it was making her stronger. And so there was something about running, even if you don't really like running, there's something about running that it's, it's a, it's a, I mean, they call it the, right. The runner's high. I I mean, I don't know. Cause some people say that they never like catch that. There's just something about feeling powerful in running that I have found made me look at life differently. It, it sort of supports my ability to go out. And even if I know something ahead of me is sort of challenging, knowing the running challenges that I've faced and the accomplishments that I've made sort of give me something to reflect on and say, well, I did that. And that was hard. It was really hard. And I did it. And I did it well. And I can do this thing too. So running for me has taken me into a journey that has been so much more than just just running. And I think that must have been that way for Michelle to some degree, right? Because she kept on doing it. And even though, you know, it was hard for her and, and she did fall and but she would get up and she would keep going and she did run that, you know, she, I know she ran the run through the lights and again, I can't remember the other, but so there's something about running. It's one of the reasons I've always loved being a run coach because there's so much power to be gained in that. And, and I found it. So the ladies, once we started doing Borges run camp, and our miles got really long. It's hard to do long miles on a treadmill if you're like me. It's hard for me to walk 30 minutes on a treadmill. Like I want to pull my hair out. I have run a nine miles. I have done one nine mile workout on a treadmill. And that was probably with 17 bathroom breaks because I just couldn't stand it. So running on a treadmill is hard. And so we ended up, we joined Borges Run Camp. And so we would run on Saturday mornings. And then Colleen and I were still running together and we would run one night a week. And if I remember correctly, it was on Wednesday nights, I think. And, um, and then Dawn and I would run one night a week and then we would run our shorter runs on the treadmill all together at the Y. And so that was fun. So as we started to get longer in miles, I told Dawn, I can do the marathon I was so strong, like physically from all of the weightlifting and the building muscle that I had done and strengthening my body. I I was ready to run the marathon. And she said she was too. So we ended up, Borges Run Camp has this like initial meeting and you can either start training for the long distance in December or you can start training um, in January. And so we all decided that we were going to... Now I can't remember if we started in December or January. You know what? Now I can't really remember. But we had been consistently running since um, the end of October is when we began. And so now Dawn and I decided we're going to run the full marathon. Colleen and Nicole decided they were going to run the half marathon. And we ended up hooking up with other people. The Y sort of knew that I had banded this group together and they would say, hey, Mel, can someone else join your group? So sometimes Kate would run with us. And sometimes, um, I can't think of her name right now, but we would have another lady that would run with us. And then sometimes Rebecca would run with us. So we sort of became this eclectic group of runners from the Y. And we were either training for the half or the full marathon. And as Dawn and I's miles got longer, we sort of banded together, the two of us, a little bit more. 
But I love to keep my weeknight runs with Colleen. And I alluded to this in my very beginning story. um, But I had some pooping issues while I was running. And Colleen and I would meet. I think it was Wednesday nights. I can't really remember, but I think it was Wednesday nights that we would meet and we would run whatever. On this particular Wednesday, I'd gone to the Y that morning, worked out, done something. I was now a workout fanatic. I was working out all the time. Worked out. Afterwards, I remember I took the kids to Sam's Club and then we drove through McDonald's. I, at this point, hadn't been doing much um, what I would consider to be junk food. I hadn't been doing much of that. But this particular day, we had McDonald's, and we were at Sam's, and I was hungry, and I had a few of one of my boys' chicken nuggets. Well, years ago, I lost a gallbladder. I had my gallbladder removed after some stones got stuck. Anyway, and so grease has never been my best friend. Well, not since then. Eating greasy foods has not been my best friend. And then there's some other foods, like... I still sort of struggle with eggs and I still, right? There's a few things, chi, oh, anyway, it doesn't matter. And I have some tummy issues and I'll get real grumbly in my tumbly list, Winnie the Pooh would say. And this particular night, I'm going to let you hold on to your hats, lady, because this is my very first running shitting story. And um, so this might take us a little bit longer. So I eat my chicken nuggets from my kid's happy meal. I go home, get them, you know, whatever, down for a nap, probably. Jimmy comes home and I leave to go meet Colleen. It had been a beautiful, perfect wintry day. It was bright and crisp and clear. I don't recall there being a cloud in the sky and there was a new fresh patch of snow on the ground. Might've been a couple inches. It wasn't a ton, And it was just pristine. It was like the pictures when they take a picture after a beautifully fallen snow. So Colleen and I were running six miles that night. And we would meet at this school, which was near, it was like an emergency room. It wasn't a full hospital, but it was like an emergency room in Vicksburg, which is near the town. I don't know if she lived in Vicksburg, but I lived near there. So that's where we would meet to run. And as we were going six miles, that means we're going out three miles and back three miles. And so we meet in the school parking lot. I think at sunset is, I think, the parking lot that we even met in. And then we head out, and there, where we're going to decide we're going to run was sort of in this newer section where they had a bunch of new, um, like, starter homes, right? Like, so they were, like, smaller houses fit pretty close together, but they were all brand new. Like, they were all new. Like, there weren't even trees that were planted yet. I mean, it was so new. They just probably all just gone up that fall, and now we're waiting for spring to do all the stuff. So we're out, and we're running, and, ooh, I wasn't feeling very good. You know that grumbly in your tumbly that happens? And I just was not feeling the best. And yet Colleen and I were running and laughing and having such a great time. We got along so well. And so um, I started to sort of run behind her because I was tooting a lot. And I didn't want to toot at her. So I kind of took up the rear. 
And she let me. It wasn't a big deal. I don't think anyone thought anything of it. And after a while, I don't know, we were out for a while. And finally, you know, when they do those new areas, they sometimes put those benches. Like, I got to sit down a minute. She's like, really? Which wasn't like me. And she knew that. Yeah, I don't feel very good. My tummy. I don't know. I don't feel good. All right. So we sat down a minute. I sort of kind of get my courage back up and we get back up and we're going to start running. Finally, I say, I think I got to turn around. I think I got to go to the bathroom. And, and this is, did I tell you how pristine and white this place is with no trees? There's no trees here. There was the bench, not a tree in sight, not one sapling in sight. It was, it was road. It was new, small starter houses. It was a sidewalk. It was snow. Everything was covered in snow. Everything. Even the bench, which had like those, it was like lattice. Some of that was covered in snow. I mean, it was white. I don't know how far we were out, but I'm like, we got to turn around. She's like, all right. So we turn around. We know that the hospital or that emergency area has a bathroom. So we're going to go back there. So we start running back there. And I'm telling you, I am, I don't know what's happening. My stomach is, 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 is not, it's just not doing very well. It's making these noises. I stop. I pretend I'm going to tie my shoe. I'm sort of getting embarrassed. I'm not sure what to do. At this point, I know I've got to take a shit. I mean, I know I've got to take a shit. I don't know what to do. I know I've got to go to the bathroom. I don't know what to do. Like, there's nothing around. There's literally nothing around. These houses weren't even, people weren't even living in them. It wasn't like, maybe they were, but it didn't look like it. It just, just all new. This is all just so new and clean and white. And I have now got to take a shit so bad. I don't know what to do. I no longer am willing or allowing myself to toot. And I am starting to get sweaty. Not like sweaty because I'm exercising, but sweaty because I am freaking out inside myself because I have got to shit so bad and I don't know where to shit. There's nowhere around. There's nothing to do. And I took a step and I shit. I shit my pants. Then I didn't know what to do. So I took another step. I shit again. Do you ever see, like, there's this show. Um, I can't even think of the name of it. They're like babies and they go around and like, and like little dill, like little dill pickles. And, oh, and they have a scene in one of his movies where he like does this huge blowout and his diaper gets like super duper big. That was me. Every time I took a step, I shit more and I couldn't stop it. And I was running behind Colleen and I did not want to say anything to her because I was totally humiliated and I just was filling up my running tights with poop. Like my running tights were expanding behind me. Thankfully, they were so tight because they were winter insulated running tights, wasn't going anywhere, but it was there. And I'm walking now, and I'm walking with an ass full of shit, and I can't get 
in front of her to run up to the hospital because she's going to see what I got going on and I'm not going to let that happen. It's funny where pride steps in. We finally make it back to the hospital, the emergency room area. It's not really a hospital. I don't know how to describe it other than it was like maybe some doctors, maybe like immediate care could have been a better word for it. They got a bathroom in there. I say, I'm using it first. Because she's like, I got to go too. I'm using it. I'm going to the bathroom. I go in the bathroom. And of course, when you've got an a pair of pants full of shit, you just want to rip your pants off and get the shit off your body, right? Like that's all you want to do. So I flung, like I, I, I stripped my pants down. Shit sprayed the walls of that bathroom. It was just one of those one stall bathrooms. I locked the door. Shit sprayed. I had pulled down my pants so fast that shit went flying. It covered everything. It was out of control. It was like the exorcism with crap. I sat on the toilet and I was sliding in my own shit because my ass cheeks were covered in it. And I'd shit all down my legs because when you pull your pants down and you have a shit in your pants, you're going to slide down your legs. I'd shit all down my legs, both sides. I'm in a bathroom. That's the size of nothing. I've got a toilet. I've got a sink. And that's it. And I don't know what to do. But I'm a mom of five. It's time to get this shit together. Like, you don't have time to sit here. You got to leave. And you can't leave without any pants on. You cannot leave this bathroom looking like this. If anyone would leave my bathroom looking like that, I would have been a freak. You can't leave like that. You got to take care of that. You got to get that done. So I did. So I took my shoes off. I took my socks off. I had shit all over both. I took my pants all off. I had shit all down my legs. I figure, all right, here we go. I'm going to start with my body. I'm going to start with my body. So that way when I'm cleaning up my pants, at least my body is clean. So I start scrubbing my body. I grab the thwap, 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 right? Because they had the pull down brown paper towels. Thwap, 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 thwap. Later, Colleen said, all I could hear in there was this thwap, 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 thwap. That was me taking out. Thank God they had paper towels in there. That's all I have to say. Thank God they had paper towels. So I, I get them and I get them wet and I start washing up. I wash up from my waist down because it was everywhere and I throw them away, right? I just keep pulling more paper towels. Thwap, 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 thwap. I get, right? I get my butt cheeks done, move down one leg at a time. All the way down to my feet. I get myself, I clean up as best as I possibly can my physical body. Next, now I got to deal with my tights. My tights are full of, full, full of crap. So I put my tights in the sink. Bad move. That was a bad idea. That was a really bad idea because when you put them in the sink, I had so much shit that I clogged up the sink. This is bad. This is bad. I don't know what to do. So now I decide, I've hey, I, Clarky used cloth diapers. Like I can, I can do this in the toilet. I put my tights in the, uh, well, before I put my tights in the toilet, I had to wipe, I had to clean up the sink. So I start to clean up the sink. I 
if you can believe this, I'm taking handfuls and I'm throwing it down the toilet and I'm flushing the toilet and I'm throwing the paper towel out. And then I put my tights in the sink and I start scrubbing them. I scrub up my flush. I scrub up my flush. I scrub up my flush. I scrub up my flush until the water's clean. I just keep scrubbing and flushing, scrubbing and flushing. Finally, my tights, the toilet is clean. The water is clean. I'm good. I'm good. They're wet, but it's fine. My body is now clean. My tights are now clean. It has to be, um, Colleen starts knocking. Mel, what is going on? What is going on? Don't worry about it, Colleen. You're probably going to have to go find another bathroom. Mel, what is happening? Colleen, go find another bathroom. This is going to be another few minutes. I'm not done yet. Now I got my socks and I got my shoes and I got to clean the bathroom. I can't leave the bathroom like this. No one, I'm not allowing anyone to come in here and clean this up. So next I do my socks. I scrub off my socks. Same way I scrubbed off my tights, put them in the sink or put them in the toilet. Scrub, 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 rinse or flush, scrub, 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 flush, flush, right? All of a sudden they're clean. I take some paper towel. I clean my shoes. My body and my clothes are now fine. So I'm standing half naked, right? I only have my shirt on and now I got to clean the bathroom. So I'm going to start, right? Just like anything, you start top, then you go to the bottom. So I start on the walls. I start cleaning the walls. I get the paper towel out. I get it wet. I wash down the walls. I do it again until the walls are clean. The walls have probably never been so clean, you know, without cleaner. But, you know, it's they're not shitty anymore. So that's something. So I take it all down. I clean it. And then I go to the then I go to the toilet. Now I'm cleaning off the toilet. The toilet is a mess. The toilet was an absolute disgusting mess. But the to- I clean off the back of the toilet. I clean off the sides of the toilet. I clean all the floor around the toilet. And I just started working my way to the sink. And the sink was the last thing I cleaned because at that point, that's where all of my stuff was inside that sink. So now I'm taking my tights out. I'm taking my socks out. I take my shoes off. And everything is as clean as I can possibly get it. It stinks like a sewer in there. That is not a lie. It stunk. Well, it had been, you know, pooped on. So it did that. It stunk so bad. I put my clothes back on. I stick a smile on my face. I open the door. Colleen goes, what is going on? Tell you about it in a little bit. It's time to go. She's like, do you want to go home? No, I'm fine now. Now I'm ready to run. So we went and ran the rest of our six miles. And I shared her the story. And we laughed so hard. We we laughed so, thank, oh my God, we laughed so hard. We finished running. We got back to the car. I'm freezing cold. We go home. I get, um, pull up to the front. I don't pull up to the garage. I just pull up to the front door. I walk up the front entryway, come in the house. My husband happened to be, there's a bathroom right off our entryway door back then to the left. I walk into the bathroom. Jimmy is sitting on the toilet. He's like, what is wrong with you? I was stripping. I was already taking all my clothes off. I was like walked in the door and I'm stripping. What is going on? And why do you, what does that smell? That smells me. I shit my pants. I washed it out in a sink and in the toilet at the Vicksburg Hospital. And now I got to take a shower. And all this shit has got to go in the wash. That is a hardcore runner. I was not going to let a little bit of shit or a lot. It was actually a lot. It was actually a lot. Hold me back. 
got my six mile run done. I took a shower. I laugh about it. I tell everyone about it to this day. I am in no way embarrassed. Well, at first I was embarrassed. And now I just think since that has happened to me, I have so many women who have said, Mel, I have similar problems. Running for me is awful because I have got to take a crap. And I do every time. Almost and I'll even do it on my on my walks. So so in my series of podcast dumps, I'm calling them as I dump all of these episodes at one time in. Every time I'm gonna give you a different shit my pants story because I, I shit my pants so often that I finally started shitting wherever I was because I was not gonna shit my pants again. And believe me, I have got some stories about crap and that will just make you shake your head. My one friend Annie's like, why? Why do you do this? I don't know. I love running. That's crazy. I know. This is a problem. I know that too. Isn't there anything you can do? I don't think so. I've tried. Tried to not eat fiber and eat fiber and eat this. The only thing that works is baby Bella cheeses. But then I can't shit ever and that's bad. I don't like that either. So I don't want to do that. So that is my very first experience with shitting on a run. Six miles Colleen in Vicksburg, newly fallen snow, right? And so then it just sort of seemed like my running journey became old hat and normal. And everything, I made it my priority. It was like, I didn't ask permission. I didn't feel like I needed to, I didn't care. I no longer cared what anyone wanted me to do. I was a runner and runners run. And I would run in ice and I would run in snow and I would run in rain and I would run, I would run in anything. I didn't care. I was a runner and runners run. And that's how I felt. I felt so much power in knowing that I could do this thing. It was such freedom to me being able to just lace up my shoes and go out for a run. It wasn't even like it was a hardship. Not that it wasn't hard because there were many times that my runs were so hard and I couldn't believe that I could do that. And yet there was so much power and strength that I felt in it that it didn't matter. I was a runner and runners run. So, so, so I just kind of kept on and the miles grew and I would meet up again, like I said, on Saturdays and run with Borges Run Camp. And then afterwards, Jimmy used to pick me up. He was training for the half marathon. So he would run with his group and then he would be done earlier than me, obviously. And then he would go and um, pick up the boys. Our older kids were watching the boys. He'd go pick up the boys and then go take him to grocery shop. This is how long it took me. And then he'd come back for me. I mean, for real, that's literally how much longer it took me to run training for that marathon versus him training for the half. A, he was so much faster than I was. And B, I was running, you know, double his miles every week. So, so, and then it got to the point where I would, he wouldn't come get me because I couldn't handle it. I had to drive um, to the Y and I would go sit in the steam room and I had a bathrobe that I kept at the Y. I had my own locker at this point and we would go down to the La La La, which was, it's called Women's Full Service and it's in the basement of the YMCA in Kalamazoo and down there they had like sofas and chairs and lockers and TV and a couple of workout equipments like a treadmill and a bike. I can't remember. They had some 
um, lightweights. And it was just an incredible place for me and Don and Nicole and Michelle and sometimes Nicole and sometimes um, Rebecca. We would go down and we would hang around and we would just enjoy each other's company after our workout or I would go on Saturdays after my run to warm up. And Jimmy used to say, don't come home till you're ready because it was exhausting when you would go out and you'd run 15 miles, right? Like it was, it was, it was wonderfully exhausting. It was like, it took everything out of me and it gave me so much back. Being a runner made me feel like I could, I said this already, but I should just do anything, even though I would shit all the time. There was something magical about being a runner that I just wished everyone could feel. And it's one of the reasons in your turn why running has been such an integral part of the programs that I lead. Because I feel like, I said it in one of my other earlier podcasts, but we are energy. Every every science, like it's the belief that we are energy. And and when you shift and move that energy, it it does something amazing to you and when you can start to feel strong and powerful even if it starts in something which seems so simple like running it transfers into different areas of your life and running made me feel like I was ready for the next thing I didn't know what the next thing was I'm going to share that in my next podcast because now it's been forever and you're probably exhausted but if you're still listening But I'll share how running, my weight loss, my moving, my weight loss, my getting strong, and then my running, it was just steps on this path I didn't know I was taking. I didn't know at the time. And you couldn't have told me at the time. There's a woman I listened to, um, Esther Hicks, and uh, she communicates, you can believe it or not, I don't care, but she communicates with spirit and She says that you are only given what's next. And I know my mom would say that too, right? Like you only can give in as much as you can bear. And so I think it's just all language that's sort of used around the same theme. And that theme is, is you might not always know the next step, but it's coming. It's there. It's waiting for you. And if you just reach out, it will be illuminated. And for me, it was like starting my movement feeling strong, finding Dawn and recognizing who I used to be, desiring her so much that I was willing to do anything to find her again, and then slowly discovering her, and then knowing that even when I did, there was so much more yet to discover. There was so much more than I could ever be, even from what I originally thought that's what I wanted was just to be happy and feel free. And, and be fun again. I found that and, and a million, a million times more. So I hope that today you find joy. I hope today you can, if I shouldn't say you can, if you had an experience that was awful and humbling and embarrassing and stick your head in a hole, can't even believe that just happened to you. Well, sometimes 
Share that story with somebody. You might not know that you're the bright spot on their day. You, a friend of mine gave me a magnet once and it said, I can't remember exactly the words, but it was something like, um, sometimes your life is the, right? I forget now. It's like your life is what everyone else is glad they don't have, but right? You're a gift to others because they can sort of see that that's not what they want to go through. And sometimes it is, right? My my story, that shitting my pants story is a story that people would be too, maybe whatever, doesn't matter. But you know what? Through that, you never know when someone else could use a laugh and you never know when someone else can go, oh my God, you went through that? Well, this wasn't that bad then. You just never know. Sometimes all you got to do is open up and share a little. Anyway, I hope I've inspired you to share something funny or silly and feel free to do it under the comments of this podcast if you so choose. Uh, If you want to leave me derogatory remarks, you go ahead and do that too. You do you. I'm I'm here to read and enjoy this process and I don't care. You can't say anything that I have <laughs> that I haven't already heard. And if you want to just say thanks, Melody, for sharing because I needed to laugh, well, you can do that too. Anyway, all right. I hope you all have a wonderful day. I intend to do the same. And cheers to all of us out there making do with what we got. See ya.